Hi, and welcome to the No More Sleepless podcast. I'm happy you're joining me today. My podcast is designed to help you fall asleep as I provide you with some tips on getting better sleep, distract you from your own thoughts by rambling about things currently happening in my life, and we end every episode with the bedtime story. Take a few deep breaths, relax, enjoy the episode, and most importantly, have a good night. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the No More Sleepless podcast, episode 31. Can you believe it? We've already got 30 episodes out and this is going to be the 31st episode. I thought I'll call it Reset and Restart and I'll talk a little bit about that more in a minute of why I chose this uh, title for the episode. It's December 26th and I'm recording this on a Saturday. The episode will be released on December 27th, so it's just a few days after Christmas if you're celebrating Christmas and a few days ahead of the new year, so therefore the title reset and restart. But before we get into all of that, I first wanted to share something with you all and celebrate with you. Uh, we hit a thousand downloads this week. So with the episode 30 last uh, week's episode, we hit a thousand downloads and I am very excited about this. I thought I'll share this here and celebrate with you. I did not expect, first of all, for this podcast to find a little listening group so early on since I just released that podcast in June of 2020 so we're six months in so I am very thankful for each one of you I'm very excited uh, about all the listeners that have found this podcast and it's just great to see that it seems to be beneficial for some of you out there which is overall the main goal that you can find my sleep tips beneficial or the things that I share and it will just help you drift off and gently fall asleep that is the overall goal so if you found this podcast uh, helpful, if you found this podcast beneficial, if you're getting something out of it, I'd really appreciate it. If you would support this podcast, you can do that, for example, just simply by sharing it with friends or family or anybody you think could uh, benefit from it so I would really appreciate that or if you have a minute maybe you want to leave me a review on whatever podcast listener you are choosing so I really appreciate that feedback as well of course I'm not here to record this podcast just for myself that would be a little boring and I'm actually not listening to my podcast to fall asleep myself I do love to listen to podcasts to fall asleep but um, I'm sure you're not surprised that that doesn't work so well listening to your own voice. So if you um, are in a position where you feel like you want to support this podcast and you can share it with somebody or leave a review, I highly appreciate it. I appreciate you and thank you so much. I'm looking forward to growing this podcast further with you all and just having this community out there and hopefully we will all benefit from better sleep and feel more energized and just feel better overall. So as I mentioned before, our episode today is called Reset and Restart and I am planning to just talk a little bit about the days before New Year starts and what it often comes with. So uh, if you were celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa or anything or just the holidays or anything similar, I hope you've had a wonderful time. I'm aware this year has been quite different from previous years and many years before so I hope you still had some moments where you found some hope and joy this year. 
Now as we're heading into the new year, a new start, a new beginning is often associated with time to reflect on the previous year and maybe you also take some time to reflect on the new year to come and often a new year, a new start is associated with new year's resolutions and it's just something that we see year and year again that someone might set some resolutions for the new year, might be trying to quit smoking or establishing healthier habits. What you typically see actually with gyms is that uh, there's an increase in membership enrollment in the first couple of weeks and if you regularly go to the gym you'll see that the amount of people in the gym actually is much higher at the beginning of the year than it typically is throughout the rest of the year. So it's just people that are trying to kick off healthy habits or maybe trying to pick up habits that they had before but haven't maintained them so well over the last months. And that being said, I actually have to think of myself and my eating habits lately. If you're listening to the podcast, you know that I don't do so well with dairy and gluten. So I typically try and steer clear of gluten and dairy. And it has worked fairly well over the last months, especially with us working from home, because I don't have the tempting donut somebody brings into the office or at times we would have an office lunch and I don't want to put in all those special requests and uh, they just order pizza for the team and then here you are. So, so it's been working really well trying to eliminate gluten and dairy working from home overall. So it, I've been doing really well, but it's just been the last couple of weeks have been a train wreck. I think it might have started with Thanksgiving. So my daughter is a vegetarian and we got her a vegetarian roast from Trader Joe's and it is really good and I tried some and I had some more and it is really good and we actually got her the same roast for Christmas and again here I was sharing the roast with her. I actually had the last slice today so I am ready to kick off my gluten-free, dairy-free diet again and I think I think the roast might have kicked it off on Thanksgiving, but it just kept going. So then we got some ball fruits that is a Ghanaian sweet dish. It's similar to donuts, but it's more fluffy. So there's some yeast in the dough and they puff up a little bit. So you have this um, and you deep fried like donuts as well, but it's just a very delicious Ghanaian treat. And I haven't had that in years probably 12 13 14 years or so so we got some probably just right after thanksgiving and i could not resist and they were really good it was really delicious and um they are made with regular flour containing gluten and you need actually gluten for a lot of um, those that you want to rise with yeast um, just because gluten is what gives it that texture so I haven't been able to recreate a lot of my favorite sweet dishes without the gluten I've been able to do a lot of things but some things it's just very hard to get that same texture and so on so yeah so we had those and I had probably a lot of those as well and then there's chocolates over Christmas and so on so overall I have not been doing well with the gluten and dairy and staying away from it and I can feel it in my body my body's just not feeling as well when I consume gluten and dairy and um, so 
I could wait till the new year to clean up my diet again, but instead I am starting now. So pretty much what this podcast episode is about is just to encourage you if you are looking into changing some habits, picking up some habits again, or looking towards some healthier lifestyles, you do not need to start for the new year. You do not need to start for a new month. You do not need to wait for a new week to start you can start at any point and you can start now so this is pretty much what i'm trying to communicate with this episode today so if you're for example looking at some resolutions for next year maybe wanting to improve your health overall and you're looking at sleep of a pillar of your health there's no need to wait for the new year as i said the new month or the new week you can start at any time And I've had that happen. This year has been very unusual for all of us. So I've had it happen plenty times this year where I had to um, reflect and then, you know, analyze my behavior and then restart again. So as um, some might know, I'm not big on watching TV regularly and I'm not even big on watching it something every evening or so but then if I find this one Netflix uh, series or show or anything that has me completely um, captured I might be binging through that and then I might be watching late at night even if I know better and then I'm tired and drained the next morning maybe that sounds familiar to some of you and those shows are just set up to be very addictive you know they end if it's something suspenseful they often end on a cliffhanger you're wondering what's happening next before you know it the next episode starts and a lot of times I would be that person oh I'll just see what happens next of course that isn't starting within the first couple of minutes um the show the previous episode ended on a cliffhanger then the next episode starts with something different and then within the next uh i don't know five to ten minutes maybe it picks up with the cliffhanger again then you know what happens there but then the suspense just keeps building up and before you know it you watch another episode and the circle goes on and on and on so i've been in that boat and i just have to reflect and especially if it's been a night two nights three nights where i'm not getting enough sleep it's about drawing a line and just realizing hey this does not serve me i am feeling tired i am not energized for my day i might be cranky i might not be as patient with my family so sometimes we just need to reflect and see what is working for us is it serving us is it beneficial to us and if it's not you adjust the course and you can adjust the course at any point of time so what I'm trying, it is with Netflix shows and it's also with books that are suspenseful and so on. If I know I want to watch something suspenseful or if I want to read something suspenseful, I'll try and do that during times that I'm off where I'm not working so I don't have to limit that to late evening hours. And it's just about adjusting your behavior, you know. And then on like regular weekdays when I'm getting up in the morning again early for the next day I might just be reading something that is a little bit calming and I might not be watching anything at night at all or if it's something it might just be a little 20 minute show that is not you know that suspenseful my daughter and I um, 
have been watching Schitt's Creek and it's 20 minutes an episode. It's something we can get in in the evening after work. It doesn't take up a long time in the evening. It's something, you know, uplifting, light. We have a little laugh and then you can go to bed without that urge of watching the next show and not having that binge fact or anything like that. And it was similar when I first started um, Instagram. So I hadn't been on social media for 10 years and then I got back on Instagram and it's similar with social media in general that it has a little bit that addictive um, component incorporated where they're trying to keep you engaged they're trying to keep you scrolling trying to keep you going through that feed and especially with me not being on social media for 10 years and being so passionate about this project it had me so um, engaged and I would just be checking out all those new connections and who was reaching out and who was liking and comments and answering to messages and I would do that up to late night just because I was so um, not just fascinated but I was just so excited about it all and it kept me up at night so I had to reflect and realize at some point I need to set boundaries around this this is not helping me it's not serving me in the long run where I'm not getting the sleep that I need and the sleep to me is a priority so maybe I'm just limiting my times when I'm on Instagram and when I'm responding and when I'm checking it out and so on right now I have to say um, this is the busiest time of the year at my workplace the fourth quarter and we just have high volumes and we have a lot of work in general so I haven't been on Instagram as much as I would like in general I haven't been posting there in a couple of months so I'm looking forward to getting back and checking back on some connections that I made and getting in touch with everyone but it's just in general about reflecting reviewing your habits and see what serves you and then just be ready to restart at any point when you feel like this is not helping me with my sleep this is not helping with me with my health or with my relationships and reviewing what can i do to improve the situation so that's just a little bit about what i wanted to talk today with you is nothing too deep and probably nothing new for you but sometimes it's just good to get this encouragement again and this reinforcement and a little bit of time to reflect on past behaviors yeah that being said um i've been off from work since the 23rd of december mentioned before it's the busiest season for us of the year We've had high volumes, record volumes at work, which means lots of work in general. And I just noticed being off from the 23rd on that I have been completely exhausted and drained. And I guess I didn't even notice that at work, just being in this go, go, go mentality and pushing through and so on. But then having those few days off since December the 23rd, I took a nap literally every day since I've been off. So took a nap on the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th. And it was like clockwork pretty much every day around 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the evening. I would be ready to go to bed and just sleep. So um, I didn't go to sleep at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock just because I want to stay in my regular sleep pattern and time in that regard and spend some quality time with the family. But I just had to listen to my body and right now my body is telling me that I need some time to rest and I need some time to recharge and I don't have a lot of time off so I'm starting work again on Monday which is December the 28th 
if I'm not mistaken. So I'm just really taking this time right now to spend some time with the family, of course, over the holidays, connecting with the family, having quality time uh, with the family. When I'm saying family, it's really just my two children, my husband and myself. So the small circle here, but then also trying to listen to my body and give my body that time to rest as I needed to allow myself that time. So, um, as I didn't go to bed at six o'clock in the evenings or seven o'clock, even if I could have, and even if I felt as tired, but we were just spending some time watching holiday movies as a family together. And that was a little bit of our quality time. So on the 24th on Christmas Eve, we had lots and lots of rain, which is the perfect excuse, of course, as well, to just get cozy and cuddled up and be at home and watch some movies. So we watched the Christmas Chronicles together, that my children, husband and myself on the 24th. And yesterday we watched Wonder Woman. And as I said, I still managed to be in bed around my usual bedtime. It wasn't anything as in staying up late at night or anything like that, but it was just some fun time staying together with being together with family and connecting a little bit in that regard yeah um we had a very nice christmas i have to say we kept it pretty small so it really is just our little family unit we did our gift exchange on the 24th we plan to keep it smaller this year again and did keep it a little bit smaller in terms of presents and so on and um yeah we just had a nice meal together and just reflecting on what we are grateful for and thankful for my daughter hurt her had her veg vegetarian roots which was really good and then my husband and my son they did opt for um lamb so we had some lamb and then my son he absolutely loves crabs he discovered that a little while back when we were at the beach and lost crabs and um, he would love to have that I don't know how many times a year but we agreed on having that just for special occasions so he had that on Christmas Eve and he finished I think whatever we got on crabs on Christmas Eve so uh, he was excited about that yeah um, other than that on the 24th we really didn't do much but staying in I went for a walk briefly with our dog in the morning since he still needs his walk and likes his walks every day even though we had rain throughout the entire day we went for a short little walk and he was all wet and didn't enjoy that much but it's just something we got to do and he doesn't like to um, just be out in the backyard so we went for a little walk and yeah I yeah. Uh, was all bundled up then the last couple of days it hasn't been hadn't been raining so right now it's dry but we've had a big temperature drop here on the east coast so it's been dry but very cold 25 26 so we did go for a walk yesterday and i went for a walk with my daughter actually a little bit ago maybe two hours ago and so on so that's just nice time for us as well to connect with the family and just have a little talk as we're out uh, walking the dog and we're all bundled up I, I was wearing several layers <laughs> and I'm still actually and just trying to be warm and you know have the gloves on and the hat and um, yeah 
so that's uh, about it so not much that has happened since the last episode just pretty much me having a few days off and just spending the time with family and connecting a little bit yeah i was actually just thinking of last year christmas um we did manage to um hand out some gift cards and homemade cookies for the homeless last year so we did that together as a family and i just like doing something like that for especially my son to also see how we can give back so i do um, donate to different shelters and different organizations but i feel like that's not something he necessarily sees or picks up when mom's just writing a check or something like that or doing an online donation so i do like to do something where they can be part and uh, can just be involved as well and i'm saying especially with my son just because he said at that age where i want him to realize that christmas the holidays or just our presence here at all it's not just about getting but it's also about giving and trying to see different ways where we can give back in the community so um they were helping last year making christmas cookies and it was really just a very special um family thing that we did together so we made the homemade cookies and we went together and got gift cards and then we we're handing them out and that was really special we missed it this year um unfortunately it didn't work out with my work schedule so last year was able to have some time off from work around christmas so i had the time to do that with the kids and this year it didn't work out just with work being so busy and so on so i'll just be donating um some money so that that was a little bit unfortunate so i just realized that i missed that really this year but um yeah it just didn't work out um this year but i think it's still important to to think of others and ways you can give back and that might look different for any everyone you know um so yeah, but it was just something really nice to do as a family. And I, I, I'm just still thinking of it. It was something really nice. So plans for today. I don't have a lot going on. Probably going to be doing some crafting with my daughter. We got some wool and we tried out some pet beds, handmade pet beds for our pets a couple of weeks ago. And our pets absolutely love them so we got this wool that is a little thicker than your normal wool and we're just actually almost like hand knitting a little bit and they love it it is very soft and you'll see them constantly in there so we thought we'll make another two of those pet beds that's what we're going to do today it's gonna be me and my daughter and then we'll probably be catching up with some friends and family since everybody's abroad we'll do some phone calls to germany and some phone calls to ghana since my parents are in ghana and my siblings are in germany and then friends in germany and so on so that's pretty much probably what we're gonna do today and then i also want to find some time to um, just read and relax a little bit and i think tomorrow we might be playing some family games or something like that i actually told my daughter that i will not be taking a nap today and then at some point i just got so sleepy i had told her since i took a nap the last three days that for me it's time to get back to my regular schedule as work is coming up soon and i won't be able to um, take a nap during my work weeks 
But again, sometimes it's just about listening to your body and what your body tells you and so on. So I was just a little sleepy a little earlier, but now recording this podcast, actually I'm not feeling that sleepy anymore. I'm energized. I'm always excited about doing that. So I might get away with no nap. Uh, on that note, just a quick tip regarding naps. I know some people are concerned about naps, especially when it affects your sleep and that you might not be able to sleep well at night if you're taking a nap. So in general, my recommendation is if you're struggling with sleep, if you're struggling with insomnia, I would stay away from naps. I would not take a nap just to make sure you're tired enough to get a good night's sleep at the end of your day or whenever you're going to bed and you're not messing up with your sleep schedule. So that's my general recommendation. When I was struggling with insomnia, I was not taking any naps no matter how little sleep I got that night. And it was sometimes a struggle because some nights I was just too two hours, three hours of sleep. So if you're struggling with insomnia, I would recommend you not to take a nap. Now, that being said, um, I haven't struggled with insomnia. I have been sleeping at least six to seven hours every night since January of 2020. So a good year now with no insomnia. So I'm back to occasionally taking a nap. Um, if I feel like I am just tired, my body needs some time to rest, recharge and so on, I'll take an occasional nap. It's not something that I typically do habitually. I think the most naps I've taken, uh, I've taken is pretty much those three days where I just took a nap every day in a row. But that's just a little bit the tip in that regard. There's been some research on naps and how they can be beneficial, but it's just, especially when you're struggling with sleep, recommended not to um, take a nap so you can make sure you're sleeping well at night yeah um so that's a little bit about that just telling you about our days and our holidays and what we're doing and so on and just as i said encouraging you to be able to restart at any point you feel like it is beneficial to you or you might need to review what you've done in the past if it's not working for you Feel free to restart at any point of time. You don't need to wait for New Year. You do not need to wait for a new week, new month or anything like that. Um, I hope you're all staying safe and warm as much as you can. And I hope you can find some time to take care of yourself and others. And I just want you to remember that self-care is not selfish. Sometimes we need to take care of ourselves and we need to refill that tank to be able to then give to others and say refill the tank you've probably heard that analogy with the empty buckets so you gotta refill that bucket to be able to give to others now is a good time to get started with our bedtime story so i hope you're all cozy in your bed possibly already asleep if you're not asleep now is a good time to take a few more deep breaths close your eyes get all comfortable and I'll be reading Out of the Marvelous Land of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Uh, we finished The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which was the first book that we read out of the series. Now we're on the second book, The Marvelous Land of Oz. And the first couple of chapters we got to know Tip, who's a little boy. He was living with his caregiver, Mombi. And uh, apparently she was dabbling a little bit into witchcraft and they didn't have the best of relations. It sounded like she was not just very strict, but maybe there was not the best relationship between them. So he had crafted a jack-o'-lantern with the intent to scare Mombi. 
and Moby had a little powder of life that brought that jack-o'-lantern called Jack to life and then um, Moby actually threatened to turn Tip into a statue for turning him, uh, turning that jack-o'-lantern, carving that and planning to pretty much scare her. So then Tip and Jack took off and they are on their way to Emerald City. At some point Jack and Tip got disconnected and Jack went to Emerald City with a little wooden horse that they had found and brought to life as well on the way and we didn't finish the last chapter in that book the chapters are actually not numbered but we didn't finish a full chapter last time so i'm gonna finish or picking up where we were last time which was pretty much jack meeting the scarecrow that we got to know out of the wonderful wizard of oz and then we'll pick it up from here all right when the soldier had departed, the scarecrow said, Won't you take a chair while we are waiting? Your majesty forgets that I cannot understand you, replied the pumpkin head. If you wish me to sit down, you must make a sign for me to do so. The scarecrow came down from his throne and rolled an armchair to a position behind the pumpkin head. Then he gave Jack a sudden push that sent him sprawling upon the cushions in so awkward a fashion that he doubled up like a jackknife and had hard work to untangle himself. Did you understand that sign? asked his majesty politely. Perfectly, declared Jack, reaching up his arms to turn his head to the front. The pumpkin having twisted around upon the stick that supported it. You seem hastily made, remarked the scarecrow, watching Jack's efforts to straighten himself. Not more so than you, your majesty, was the frank reply. There's this difference between us, said the scarecrow, that whereas I will bend but not break, you will break but not bend. At this moment, the soldier returned, leading a young girl by the hand. She seemed very sweet and modest, having a pretty face and beautiful green eyes and hair. A dainty green silk skirt reached to her knees, showing silk stockings embroidered with peapods and green satin slippers with bunches of lettuce for decorations instead of bows or buckles. Upon her silken waist, clover leaves were embroidered, and she wore a jaunty little jacket trimmed with sparkling emeralds of a uniform size. Why, it's little jelly jamp, exclaimed the scarecrow, as the green maiden bowed her pretty head before him. Do you understand the language of the Gillikins, my dear? Yes, your majesty, she answered. Fire was born in the north country. Then you shall be our interpreter, said the scarecrow, and explain to this pumpkin head all that I say, and also explain to me all that he says. Is this arrangement satisfactory? he asked, turning toward his guest. Very satisfactory indeed, was the reply. Then ask him to begin with, resumed the scarecrow, turning to Julia, what brought him to the Emerald City? But instead of this, the girl who had been staring at Jack said to him, You are certainly a wonderful creature. Who made you? A boy named Tip, answered Jack. 
What does he say? inquired the scarecrow. My ears must have deceived me. What did he say? He says that your majesty's brains seem to have come loose, replied the girl demurely. The scarecrow moved uneasily upon his throne and felt of his head with his left hand. What a fine thing it is to understand two different languages, he said with a perplexed sigh. Ask him, my dear, if he has any objection to be being put in jail for insulting the ruler of the Emerald City. I didn't insult you, protested Jack indignantly. Tut, tut, cautioned the scarecrow. Wait until Julia translates my speech. What have we got an interpreter for if you break out in this rash way? All right, I'll wait, replied the Pumpkinhead in a surly tone, although his face smiled as genially as ever. Translate the speech, young woman. His Majesty inquires if you're hungry, said Julia. Oh, not at all, answered Jack, more pleasantly, for it is impossible for me to eat. It is the same way with me, remarked the Scarecrow. What did he say, Julia, my dear? He asked if you were aware that one of your eyes is painted larger than the other, said the girl mischievously. Don't you believe her, your majesty, cried Jack. Oh, I don't, answered the scarecrow calmly. Then, casting a sharp look at the girl, he asked, Are you quite certain you understand the languages of both the Gillikins and the Munchkins? Quite certain, your majesty, said Gillian Jamp, trying hard not to laugh in the face of royalty. Then how is it that I seem to understand them myself, inquired the scarecrow. Because they are one and the same, declared the girl, now laughing merrily. Does not your majesty know that in all the land of Oz but one language is spoken? It is indeed so, cried the scarecrow, much relieved to hear this. Then I might easily have been my own interpreter. It was all my fault, your majesty, said Jack, looking rather foolish. I thought we must surely speak different languages since we came from different countries. This should be a warning to you never to think, returned the scarecrow severely. For unless one can think wisely, it is better to remain a dummy, which you most certainly are. I am, I surely am, agreed the pumpkin head. It seems to me, continued the scarecrow more mildly, that your manufacturer spoiled some good pies to craft an indifferent man. I assure your majesty that I did not ask to be created, answered Jack. Ah, it was the same in my case, said the king pleasantly. And so, as we differ from all ordinary people, let us become friends. With all my heart, exclaimed Jack. What, have you a heart? asked the scarecrow surprised. No, that was only imaginative. I might say a figure of speech, said the other. Well, your most prominent figure seems to be a figure of wood, so I must beg you to restrain an imagination which, having no brains, you have no right to exercise. 
suggested the scarecrow warmingly. To be sure, said Jack, without in the least comprehending. His Majesty then dismissed Julia Jamp and the soldier with the green whiskers, and when they were gone, he took his new friend by the arm and led him into the courtyard to play a game of quads. So this is the end of this chapter. I'm going to read a little bit more of the next chapter, which is called Jen Ginger's Army of Revolt. Jen here probably being short for general. Tip was so anxious to rejoin his man Jack and the sawhorse that he walked a full half the distance to the Emerald City without stopping to rest. Then he discovered that he was hungry and the crackers and cheese he had provided for the journey had all been eaten. While wondering what he should do in this emergency, he came upon a girl sitting by the roadside. She wore a costume that struck the boy as being remarkably brilliant, her silken waist being of emerald green and her skirt of four distinct colors, blue in front, yellow at the left side, red at the back and purple at the right side. Fastening the waist in front were four buttons, the top one blue, the next yellow, a third red and the last purple. The splendor of this dress was almost barbaric, so Tip was fully justified in staring at the gown for some moments before his eyes were attracted by the pretty face above it. Yes, the face was pretty enough, he decided, but it wore an expression of discontent, coupled to a shade of defiance or audacity. While the boy stared, the girl looked upon him calmly. A lunch basket stood beside her, and she held a dainty sandwich in one hand and a hard-boiled egg in the other, eating with an evident appetite that aroused Tip's sympathy. He was just about to ask a share of the luncheon when the girl stood up and brushed the crumbs from her lap. There, said she, it's time for me to go. Carry the basket for me and help yourself to its contents if you're hungry. Tip seized the basket eagerly and began to eat, falling for a time the strange girl, without bothering to ask questions. She walked along before him with swift strides, and there was about her an air of decision and importance that led him to suspect that she was some great personage. Finally, when he had satisfied his hunger, he ran up beside her and tried to keep pace with her swift footsteps, a very difficult feat, for she was much taller than he and evidently in a hurry. Thank you very much for the sandwiches, said Tip as he trotted along. May I ask your name? I am General Ginger, was the brief reply. Oh, said the boy surprised, what sort of general? I command the army of revolt in this war answered the general with unnecessary sharpness. Oh, he exclaimed again. I didn't know that there was a war. You are not supposed to know it, she returned, for we have kept it a secret and considering that our army is composed entirely of girls, she added with some pride, it is surely a remarkable thing that our revolt is not yet discovered. It is indeed, acknowledged Tip, but where is your army? 
About a mile from here, said General Ginger, the forces have assembled from all parts of the land of Oz at my express command. For this is the day we are to conquer His Majesty the Scarecrow and wrest from him the throne. The army of revolt only awaits my coming to march upon the Emerald City. Well, declared Tip, drawing a long breath, this is certainly a surprising thing. May I ask why you wish to conquer His Majesty the Scarecrow? Because the Emerald City has been ruled by men long enough for one reason, said the girl. Moreover, the city glitters with beautiful gems, which might far better be used for rings, bracelets, and necklaces. And there's enough money in the king's treasury to buy every girl in our army a dozen new gowns. So we intend to conquer the city and run the government to suit ourselves. Ginger spoke these words with an eagerness and decision that proved she was in earnest. But war is a terrible thing, said Tip thoughtfully. This war will be pleasant, replied the girl cheerfully. Many of you will be slain, continued the boy in an odd voice. Oh no, said Ginger. What man would oppose a girl or dare to harm her? And there's not an ugly face in my entire army. Tip laughed. Perhaps you're right, said he, but a guardian of the gate is considered a fateful guardian, and the king's army will not let a city be conquered without a struggle. The army is an old and feeble, replied General Ginger scornfully. His strength has all been used to grow whiskers, and his wife has such a temper that she has already pulled more than half of them out by the roots. When the wonderful wizard reigned, the soldier with the green whiskers was a very good royal army, for people feared the wizard, but no one is afraid of the scarecrow, so his royal army don't count for much in time of war. After this conversation, they proceeded some distance in silence, and before long reached a large clearing in the forest where fully four hundred young women were assembled. These were laughing and talking together as gaily as if they had gathered for a picnic instead of a war of conquest. They were divided into four companies, and Tip noticed that all were dressed in costumes similar to that worn by General Ginger. The only real difference was that while those girls from the Munchkin country had the blue stripe in front of the skirts, those from the country of the Quadlings had their red stripe in front and those from the country of the Winkies had the yellow stripe in front, and the Gillikin girls wore the purple stripe in front. All had green waists representing the Emerald City. They intended to conquer, and the top button on each waist indicated by its color which country the wearer came from. The uniforms were jaunty and becoming and quite effective when massed together. Tip thought this strange army bore no weapons whatever, but in his, but in this he was wrong, for each girl had stuck through the knot of her back hair two long, glittering knitting needles. General Ginger immediately mounted the stump of a tree and addressed her army. 
Friends, fellow citizens and girls, she said, we are about to begin our great revolt against the man of Oz. We march to conquer this emerald city, to dethrone the scarecrow king, to acquire thousands of gorgeous gems, to rifle the royal treasury and to obtain power over our former oppressors. Hooray, said those who had listened but Tip thought most of the army was too much engaged in chattering to pay attention to the words of the general. The command to march was now given, and the girls formed themselves into four bands or companies and set off with eager strides towards the Emerald City. All right, I'm going to have a little break here. And I am hoping you are fast asleep by now. I hope you enjoyed this little reading and this podcast episode. If you're not asleep now, I wish you a good night. I hope you join me again next time. Thank you so much for listening to the No More Sleepless podcast. Take care and have a good night. Bye.